What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, as always, Jack Vita. We're taping this episode on a Friday, September 17th, 2021, getting you caught up on the latest news from the great sport of Major League Baseball. We just taped a great episode yesterday with someone who I think is a survivor legend, Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick, also the wife of Philadelphia Phillies, World Series pitcher Kyle Kendrick. So Stephanie came by. You guys are not going to want to miss out on that episode. Be on the lookout for that. We'll also have some football episodes and more baseball episodes coming up soon as well. Um, But speaking of Survivor, we have another great guest coming on, returning to the show now uh, for the second time. We spoke earlier this summer, had a great time connecting with him. Uh, Great guy. He was on Baseball tonight, back in the day, he's now on Bally Sports in Tampa. He does the Rays games, pregame, postgame. He's been doing that for well over 10 years now. He played in the show. He also played in Japan, and he played on the Florida Marlins in their inaugural season. But best of all, he is the nephew of former (laughs) Survivor loser, (laughs) Albert Destrade. Well, I don't... Hello now, loser. I think he won like a hundred grand. Yes, he's the he is the uh, uncle of Albert Destrade, <laughs> Arrestus Destrade. Welcome back to the show, official uncle of the Jack Vita show. Now, I'm, I'm the Theo Theo O uh, because <laughs> in Spanish uh, T O is uh, and, and not Terrell Owens is uh, <laughs> means uncle T I O. So. Just you know, maybe I'm just gonna go by To. That's that. That's my new uh, that's, To. That's the, my new To. But um, yeah, I'm a proud To of of my boy who who uh, represented the Destrade family very well out there in those 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 crazy islands. That I, I still remember Jack when he came back. He goes, I never want to see another fish or another coconut ever in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he had for like six weeks. And uh, it was it was harsh, man. He left probably about one, one ninety maybe. Came back like one sixty five. <laughs> I mean, he was a string bean, bro. That thing was legit. That thing is legit. Yeah. And and you got to be you got to be mentally and physically strong to to literally survive that. So I was very proud of him and proud of him for everything that he's doing. And and obviously, uh, I, I'm just uh, I'm just a teal. <laughs> So T.O., let me uh, let me get you, hear me out for a sec. Amazing Race. You ever watch Amazing Race? You ever seen it? You know uh, it is? That's how that's how he made it to Survivor. I'll tell you a quick yeah. story. So he called me and he goes, I want you and I to be an amazing race. He sends me this video, sends me all the information on it. And I go, because we're real tight, you know, and at the time. I, I was still pretty darn athletic. I ended up just having knee surgery here this past year. So that was definitely <laughs> out. But I go, bro, I don't have the time. When are you planning to do this? Well, we got to do it in July. But blah, blah, blah. I go, I'm, I'm in season. I think it's humbling for you to ask me. It's so special, but I can't do it. So he, <laughs> he, he, he sends a, a uh, intro video with his roommate from college that he, you know, that they stayed friends. Is that Brandon? That, I think it was Brandon. He sends it in. They reply back. We don't want you for amazing race, but we want you to come out to California and possibly, you know, make it into a survivor. That's how he got into survivor through amazing race. <laughs> 
That's amazing. I knew there was an amazing race tie with him. He had told me about yeah. that. I didn't know that you were involved, so I was actually yeah, going to yeah. suggest. Yeah, yeah, He asked me to do it, and uh, I'm glad I didn't because I think I would have, uh, I would have, you know, been an embarrassing uh, death, the only death <laughs> in Amazing Race, probably. <laughs> okay, so so that's a no. You wouldn't do it. That's then. a no. Yeah. <laughs> if you're asking me to be an Amazing Race with you, no, no, uh, I, no, uh, with Albert. Yeah. I want the two of you guys together. But no, you and Albert can do it. How about I watch that? <laughs> we could be the <laughs> podcasters and we just provide like analysis of all the teams as they're going through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would welcome that for the sidelines. Definitely. <laughs> all right. Oh, how is your summer? How's it been? It's been um, good. You know, where I mean, as far as the baseball summer, uh, we've, we've been dramatic, man. And uh, it's been uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, who I mainly cover. Uh, but I, you know, obviously I've got my finger on the pulse of, of the whole major leagues. Uh, it, it's been a, a nice ride. They, the, once they got really kind of going in, uh, mid May, they, they've kind of not looked back. So this has been a, a very resilient team, very exciting team and, and a really fun team to cover. Awesome team. I picked them to win the AL East in the preseason. People told me I was crazy. I just heard Robert Flores on MLB Network compare the Rays to Gonzaga basketball. And I think it's actually a pretty good comparison. Not They're bad. Like, Not it's bad. like a team that's been, you know, a scrappy underdog team, but now they're starting to cement themselves as a power in this league, a perennial contender. Yeah, I, I think that's a good, uh, you know, as long as you don't go, I think Boise State on me, you know what I mean, on that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, don't go there, but no, I'm just kidding. Boise State always put on some pretty good programs for a while with their with their blue field and the whole thing. Yeah. Um, they are uh, a very wanted organization by players and agents, uh, and and that's an interesting way to look at a major league team. You know, most people don't look at it that way. You look at it as Okay, you know who's going to pay me the most and and stuff like that, uh, but I think this is a really cool stop for a lot of guys. And and again, I'll use the word stop because the the reality is, uh, it was interesting this morning. I'm kind of going through some notes and looking at some things, and I'm from last night. And Zanino hit another home run, and I'm thinking, wait a second, we probably when I say we, uh, the Rays probably because if it was we, if, if I had to say, it wouldn't be like that. By the way, Jack. Uh, eh, the Rays are probably not going to be able to resign Mike Zanino. I just, you know, in his 31 home runs. So it kind of made me realize that this is kind of a lot of time a stop, but nevertheless, a glorious stop because you've had so many people come here. uh, They they really like the the familial type of an atmosphere, still very go-get-em. And and very uh, aggressive in their play, but in the end, yeah, they you know they're they're known for not being able to keep uh, players past you know two or three or four years. I think it's interesting because the old school of thought had been that you had to play in a big market in order to be a star. But Tampa's had some stars over the years. I was thinking back to when Evan Longoria was on the team. Evan Longoria was getting all kinds of endorsement deals. He was in a bunch sure. of commercials. Like you can be a star in Tampa, and it's really unfortunate that Tyler Glass now had the you know Tommy John yes. and that whole thing because I think he he's well on his way to becoming that right now if he isn't already. Well, not just that, but I'm I'm a little concerned getting back to the X's and O's a little bit. 
uh, of how far we're going to go without Tyler Glass now in the yeah. mix in October. But, but as far as, yeah, I mean, think about the 100 to $200 million contracts of players that have come through Tampa Bay. So Evan Longoria, you know, uh, signed a hundred plus million dollars while he was with the Rays. Granted, but but uh, it was never going to be you know uh, 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 you know paid out as a Ray. Everybody knew that, so he's getting that paid out as a San Francisco Giant. Um, you know, David Price, uh, Carl Crawford. You know, there's been so many that have moved right. on, signed hundred, two hundred million. So you know, the the the, the potential of of star players that move on and, and then get the big bucks has has been coming through here. Uh, Shields, Zobrist. So yep. uh, it's it's you know it's a it's a, the tricky situation here. But the bottom line is that they they keep winning. Uh, this was the eighth just the other day in Toronto, their eighth ninety win season since two thousand and eight. So uh, the number one uh, team in the American League with most ninety plus win seasons. In fact, the only other team that has more since that. Since that time frame are the the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow, that's very interesting, right there. And yeah, Tampa has a great team, and I'm sure we'll circle back to them. I think the what's really interesting though is if you take a look at the division leaders and where all these teams sit right now in the American League. I mean, AL East, AL Central, AL West. The divisions are pretty much decided already. Set. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a matter of time until all these teams clinch. It'll happen over the next week. But the wild card race Ooh. is phenomenal. It's great. And the big, big lead right now, Toronto Blue Jays have moved in. They've been kind of playing under the radar for a little bit. They finally made their move, went on a nice hot streak. You got to see them this week yeah. uh, up for, up close and personal. The thing with Toronto is, and I, Albert and I were talking last month, right after the trade deadline, we were talking, and I said, I think Toronto's going to make a move because – their run differential was too good. They have the yes. third highest or second highest run differential in the American League. That's a good predictor of future success, how things are going to play out in a full 162. They've jumped up. They now have the top American League wildcard spot. They are tied with Boston. You got New York a half a game out. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Blue Jays team after especially getting to watch them play the Rays this past week? Dangerous, dangerous, danger. Uh, uh, Will Robinson. Uh, you know, just uh, uh, I tell you what, they uh, have really kind of put the complete package on. Uh, a couple of things have happened. Number one, they acquired uh, Berrios uh, from Minnesota. What a coup! I mean, that that was a Tampa <laughs> Bay Ray type of a of a grab for them and be able to to nab Jose Berrios. Then yeah. also. Um, you know, the emergence of a Robbie Ray just has continued on. Not, it's legit. It's not, you know, just happenstance. He changed a few things on his uh, on his delivery. Mainly he curls in a little more, and that's giving him some extra control because this guy's problem was control, and now he is one of the pinpoint pitchers of the now American Now he might League. be the Cy Young. Yeah, oh, no. He's, he's, uh, right now he's, he's, he is a good, you know, head and shoulders Cy Young over yeah, Garrett Cole. I agree. Uh, so – so you got that, and then you have the youngsters have really come into the play. Oh, by the way, their their bullpen has been lights out, which yeah. is a, an atrocious issue for them. Uh, so you know, so then you've and then the youngsters have, have just you know 
uh, woken up. When you really think about it, he's only 22. And so is uh, Bo Bichette. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a, hit a home run uh, the, the, the first game that I, I, had to, I, came, I came off my seat. I literally stood up. And I don't do that much, Jack. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he hit it. And I was like, no freaking way. And I might, it might have been a different middle word there. But, but uh, it, it was a, a fastball by a guy, Conley. Well, remember that name because I think he's going to play really big dividends in the playoffs as a, as a reliever lefty for a yeah. former Marlins. Tommy Conley or Adam Conley? Adam. Adam, Adam Conley. Conley, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he throws him this cutting fastball down and in that's kind of bearing towards his left knee. And this dude gets ahead of the bat on this sucker. The only place you're – the only two things that you normally can do with that is line it foul, viciously foul. You know those vicious line drives foul yeah. that go, you know, boom. Or uh, break your bat, literally break your bat, and you hit a ground ball to short. Bro, this guy somehow gets his hands in his body, barrels it up, and hits a liner that ends up being the lowest home run in the major leagues this year at 15-degree angle. It just lined out like a single right over the wall and kept on going, hit the back wall. I went, no hola, chico. <laughs> and, and, uh, which means, you know, like, don't mess with me, bro. It's Spanish. <laughs> and, and so this kid's legit. Now, that being said, I will throw you this argument in our time together. Yes. Who's, who's the MVP of the Ooh. American League? I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you the same thing. Who's so, the MVP of the American League? It's a it's really a two guy race. Oh, I have an answer. Yeah, I know. I'll give you. You want me to give you mine first? Give me yours. Give me yours. It's really tough because what I don't like is it's kind of like it feels like at the All Star break, a lot of people just decided. Well, it's Otani and it's Tatis on the NL side. Case closed. Right. But you have Vladdy Jr. right now could win the Triple Crown and somehow in not. Both, in both leagues. In, yeah. Like it could be the first time ever that he could win the Triple Crown Yeah, somebody win both leagues. I think the question is how much do you value having a team in the playoffs versus a team that finishes below 500, which is where the Angels are going to finish up. Right. I still favor Otani, though, because he's still – I don't have the stats right in front of me, but in terms of OPS – home runs, right. uh, on-base percentage. He runs like a deer on the base pass. But yeah, honestly, I'm not a big uh, war guy, to tell the truth. Like I know a lot of people like to use war as like the right. defining sure. metric. But if you use war in this case, you're looking at a, an 11 or 12 war player because what he gives his team as a pitcher, as the team's ace, and as their best bat, without Otani... I truly think that this Angels team is somewhere between ten and fifteen games worse. Oh, because because of the greatest player, the greatest uh, everyday player in the world has missed you know most of the season in Mike yeah, Trout. Exactly. Uh, so so you know what he's done. No, listen. Uh, the only chance in my book that Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's had a phenomenal year, uh, if he just finished right now, uh, would w- would be if he won the triple crown. In both leagues. By that, I mean, like, you know, was able to to, to just, you know, to, to literally be the home run RBI and, and uh, average king for both. Because other than that, we're looking at, because, by the way, that would be historic, right? Nobody yeah. has 
ever won the Triple Crown and garnered both, you know, all three titles. Uh, thing. You know, they might have won the home run title that was the top in, in both leagues, but not the RBI and average, whatever, right? And 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 obviously, we've, we we only need two to look back on because it was uh, uh, the most recent was Miggy Cabrera, <clears throat> which wasn't both leagues. And and um, and you go back to what? Yaz, I guess it was. Or yeah, yeah it was Yaz in the yeah, 60s. And then, right. and, yeah. then, and then and then obviously the great Ted Williams in in, in, in 41. Uh, but here's the deal. Nobody has ever done what, <laughs> what Shohei Otani's done. Even Babe Ruth hasn't done what Shohei Otani's done. This guy is unbelievable. He's nine and two. They're shutting him down pitching. Probably won't throw another pitch this year, unfortunately. He's going to end up with 136 strikeouts. He's got like a 3-3 ERA, 9-2, and two, mind you, and dominated some of those games. You can think of that early August game where he struck out eight and eight innings in Yankee Stadium, hit his 40th home run. Oh, by the way, a 430-foot blast. He's, he's hitting, yes, his average has dropped from around 280 to around 260, 256. Who cares? He's got 44 <laughs> jacks. He's going to be on the precipice of 100 RBIs. He's in the high 90s. High 90s and run scored. Uh, 23, you know, so give me a break. I, <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. He has to win it because what he has done is akin to only one athlete. One. And he happens to hail from Chicago. <laughs> and he happens to have played for the Chicago Bulls. And that's <laughs> Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan in his Let's heyday go. dealt on offense and defense. Remember? So oh. that's the only player I can think of that ruled both sides of the coin. That's it. That's a great comparison. I, unfortunately, I was too young to live through it because I was born in 94. So I, <laughs> I missed it. I, I watched Michael on the Wizards, and it stunk. Right, but right. I, no, yeah, you, you got to go. I've seen you know, all the old stuff. games. I've watched it all. Right. But NBA you didn't live it. You didn't, didn't live, live it live like it. you're living some of the guys now. But, and you but can, I'm yeah, a historian, like LeBron. Albert. You can or, sorry, associate I, LeBron. I just called you Albert. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Deal, <laughs> deal. Um, no, I'm a historian. I watch a lot of old tape, old documentaries, old games. Last Dance was great. I think the big thing that does it for me on Otani is if you if he's not pitching, he's second or third in the MVP voting. And then you factor yes, yes, in the... 100%, 100%. Yeah, so if he's second or third just from his offensive game alone as a DH, now you got you got to factor in what he's doing yeah, on the, the mound. The, right, right, right. Right, so you, it's, it's dramatic. Just, it's unbelievable. No, but, but he, he might, you know, he might even be third or fourth, to be honest with you, offensively. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, Abreu's having another phenomenal yeah. RBI season. Uh, don't forget, don't sleep on Marcus uh, Simeon. For, yes, for, you know, he's having an incredible year. Yeah, he's gonna get paid. Gonna, he's gonna oh, right, dude. How about that guy going? I'm going to sign a one-year deal. They tried to trap him up uh, just about a month ago. And he says, nah, I'm all right. Now, why don't we just wait till after the playoff? Because uh, he's going to get paid. Right, right, big time. But uh, so you got Marcus. And, you know, so, yeah, you're, you're talking about some uh, some some really good other people. And, and it would just be Vlad's world at that point. But when you add the pitching, this is this is really something dramatic. It's, it's interesting because uh, a Japanese friend of mine just sent me and I'll forward it to you um, after we talk. Please do. Like, 
uh, some top Japanese pitchers right now, and I keep I keep track of it regularly. So ever since I you know retired, and I'm really tight with the Japan market uh, and what's going on and who's coming up, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I have missed a couple of these guys, so it's like some of the top pitchers right now in Japan. And you should you're gonna, you're gonna see these these cur- this guy. There's one guy has a curveball that's just Bugs Bunny. I mean, it's Bugs <laughs> Bunny curveball. It's a 12-6, but this thing is just ridiculous. So he was just kind of sending me like to tell me, hey, here's here's probably the next you know pitching gurus of of Japan. But uh, but these guys don't hit, and and Otani hits, and 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 he really hits. One of the reasons that he hits, by the way, just real quick, uh, it's interesting is because he didn't pitch. I really believe that is sitting out in 19 and 20 due to Tommy to do his, you know, his surgery. Uh, he was able to, for the first time in his young life, because he's only what, 26, 27. Uh, he's always been pitcher, 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 hitter, pitcher, 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 hitter. You know what I mean? It's been heavy pitching and hitting, of course, but he never hit more than 23 home runs either in the major leagues just key on hitting for almost two seasons gain some weight get bigger and stronger so when he came back to the pitching and the hitting this year he's a he's a beast he is a beast absolutely and on the nl side of things arrestus with the mvp race who's your dog in that race right now man um it's got to be Fernando with the type of year he's had. He's had the shoulder thing pop out on him a couple of times. He's he's another like freak of nature, you know what I mean? But uh, I will say that uh, you can't you can't knock uh, you know the, the the baseball face of the National League and, and Bryce Harper in the year that he's had. Oh, um, he would be my choice actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce has had Bryce has had quite the year, and um, I'm not a huge I'm a huge Mike Trout fan. I'm not a huge Bryce Harper. I don't know why. I, I like him. You know, he's a good guy. Um, I like his commercials. They're well done, and, and, and they, they've they've marketed him really nicely. I don't know why, but uh, I don't know what it is. But but uh, yeah, there's no doubt that that swing is beautiful, and and when he's on, he's he's a, he's a damn tough out. So tell me where I'm wrong here, because I got the numbers. I got a cop here. Yeah, I don't have both numbers in front of me right now. Right, I'm, so, them... I'm so American League centric. But yeah, I, you okay. Know, so I'll I can give tell a... you anybody in the American League, but give me. I will give you the numbers, and this is perfect timing because Bryce Harper last night, three hits, four RBIs. The Phillies were down 7 nothing. came back and won that game against the they Cubs. They did? Yeah. Holy <laughs> Versus the Cubs? Yeah. Come on, what's going on with the Cubs this year? <laughs> Holy cow. It's a rebuilding year. I know it is. That's an embarrassing rebuilding year when you're up 7 nothing. Well, they're trying anyway, to lose. They want to, they want to move up the draft board. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Got it. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, this so, isn't football. It's not 7 nothing, and they just <laughs> scored a touchdown. I mean, this was like you got to score 7 points. All right, go ahead. Bryce Harper. 125 games played, Tatis 114. So he's played more games. I also put I'm starting to put a little more value on games played just because Yes, and you I should. Think, I, I think it's overlooked by fans a lot of time because I agree. just think about if I work at an office or I let's I work at really anywhere, truck driver, plumber. Doesn't matter. 
the guy who shows up to work more and doesn't have to take as many days off is naturally more valuable just in general. Especially if he's good, right? If yeah. He suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's no George Costanza. Exactly. Costanza. <laughs> So uh, 39 home runs for Tatis, 33 for Harper. He also leads him in RBI and stolen bases, 91 RBIs, 25 steals, and Harper's got 77 and 13. But here's the slash lines. This is what really gets me. Yeah, this is what's got to get you because that's the other thing. I I was not impressed with the the RBIs with with Harper. You know, the home run's nice, but it's hard. Go ahead. I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Okay, well, this is Tatis, 289 batting average, 373 OBP, OPS of 1,008, 176 OPS plus. And then Harper, 314 batting average, so 25 points higher, 428 428 OBP, so that's like 50 points higher on the OBP. Um, 1055 OPS, so his OPS is 50 points higher. OPS right. plus 183, so seven points higher on that. And then right. here's the one that I, I, as being someone who values contact bats right now, especially with all these strikeouts, right. he's got a lower strikeout rate. Um, Fernando is around 26.8% on the K percentage, um, and Harper's at 21.4%. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, but they're not that far apart. Here, here's, no. here's the kicker for me, and I'm going to tell you why. It's Tatis. Okay. Okay. And and it's a stat that is the stat of all stats. Yes. It's the stat of all stats in Major League Baseball. Okay. You know, all this uh, Babip and, and the thing and the uh, and the uh, OPS and the, the risk. Are oh, you yes. are you driving in runs? So look up their risk. Average with runners in scoring position, and you're going to see. I'm 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 not seeing it right now because I'm on the zoom. Okay, let me and, look. And, I, and if I pull out, I'm 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 going to lose yeah. it. Just look in the split. Look and look at for risk. You know why? Because what it's telling me in 125 games, he's got 77 RBIs, 33 home runs. That means a lot of solos. And he's That's not true. driving in runs with risk. I bet you his risk is under 300 and Tatis is over 300. All right. Is it on baseball reference or do I go to fan graphs? Uh, yeah, it's on baseball reference or you can go on MLB. Tatis. You want the batting average? Yeah, the batting average. Okay. That's what, that, that's what makes it for me. If you're hitting over 300 at a risk, you've had a great year and you have a high RBI. See, you don't need home runs to have risk. Okay. You're, so. So Harper's is three twenty five. He's at three twenty five with risk. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. But well, Tatis, then. Tatis is three ninety three. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Now that makes sense. Okay. All right. You know what's happening? Also, why their uh, runner score position is so so higher than I thought? They're probably getting walked a lot when there's runner scoring position. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So they're getting hits, but. Uh, they're getting a lot of walks. So, yeah. Because you don't want to face those guys. Yeah, especially so when there's Tatis a runner on second. almost at 400. That's why he has so many more RBIs than 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 uh, uh, Harper in fewer games. See, 
For me in baseball, it's about one thing. It's about run production. That's the name of the game. You got to score one more run than the other team, right? So run production is created by uh, you're either driving in a run or you're scoring a run. So those are the those are the key t- stats for me. How many runs did you score, and how many runs did you drive in? In fact, my biggest stat is not created in in in, uh, in in baseball, and I don't know why. And that is taking how many RBIs you have. Follow me now. How many RBIs you have in a season minus your home runs? Okay, because your home runs you can't count it twice because you scored. So if you have 100 RBIs and you hit 30 home runs, your positive uh, run production number is 70. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. So Harper's would be Harper's would be 44, and Tatis's would be 52. There you go. So that's where you're run producing for real. Yeah, you give me your homers, but here's my other runs that I've created, and and uh. And uh, the RBIs, and then obviously, you know, the run scored. So I, I tell you, it, it's a, uh, it, it's 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 a close race. Um, I'd, I'd have to go Tatis because of the fewer games, but yet still, you know, more productive. Now I will tell you this. Yes. Uh, to, to fairness to, and we'll close out the National League thing. In yeah. fairness to Bryce Harper. The guns around Bryce Harper don't compare to the guns around, <laughs> right. uh, uh, you know, what they put around Fernando Tatis. So R- Harper has had to work a lot more. It is re- it is reminiscent, and you're in Chicago. It is reminiscent of a 19. I'm going to take you back in in, in, in era again because uh, okay. again I am true. I love this game and I'm an historian of it. 1984, 1984, Ryan Sandberg. Uh, yeah, Ryan Sandberg's on this team. Uh, but uh, I believe, I think it was 1984. It might have been, I might be off with the, with the year, but I believe it was 84. They signed a guy by the name of Andre Dawson, the, the Hawk. Yep. Right? Dawson is a free, uh, Dawson's a free agent. And in, during the, the early era of free agency, where it wasn't like everybody's jumping at you, they're offering you millions of dollars. So he's not getting, uh, you know, a right offer. And he goes, you know, the, the Cubs are after him. He goes, listen, just put whatever you want on a check. He signed a one-year deal. This is, you know, crazy. And he said, I'll just sign for whatever you guys put on that check. Wow. No agent, no nothing. He goes, give me what you, what you think I'm fair. The, the, the Cubs go and sign him for 500000 They give him $500,000. He signs it. $500,000. Plays that year. They finish in dead last, right? And he ends up having it's like forty nine home runs, and he drives in hundred and thirty, or you know, and hit three twenty or something. Yeah, he yeah. wins the MVP in a last place team. I'll never forget that. I was a young, you know, player. I just had signed a, a couple three years before that, and and that left us an impact. If somebody who says, hey, "What you want? I'm going to go out there and play." So even with guys not around you and I will give Harper that 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 you know that uh, maybe the pull that I that I need to to give it to him because the the rest of the Philadelphia Phillies have been very mediocre compared yeah. to you know some really talented San Diego uh, Padres if there's any problem with them it's been their pitching and, and some shoddy defense um 
but you know, and they could still make the playoffs and yeah. and, and and be they're the National League's version of the Toronto Blue Jays. Scary, scary, scary. You know, so they make the playoffs. Watch out. That's very true. And by the way, uh, Dawson was eighty-seven. Sandberg 87, was eighty. Sandberg was eighty-four. So you mixed them up. Eighty-four. They went to the playoffs. I believe. Yeah, that was the lost. Steve Garvey year. Yeah, that that might have been the year that Leon Durham the ball went through yep. his legs. And, yep, that's and right. It cost him. Yeah, that was eighty-four. Eighty-seven yeah. was the year that Dawson went out. Then he hit like forty-nine home runs. It was yep. uh, forty-nine, one hundred thirty-seven RBI. Sheesh. In a last place team, bro, with and then you know, and then obviously they, they tied him up for a really nice contract after that. So, yeah, one of the things I think is really interesting is I've watched as a National League baseball fan, I watch more NL, I mean, I watch all baseball, but uh, Bryce Harper, I've been most impressed. I feel like he really matured a lot over the last year or two. This year, it feels like, and I think part of it is, made, you know, he has been a good guy his whole career, but when he came up, there were some signs of immaturity. He was, yeah, you know, mixing it up with Ozzie Guillen, and back in 2016, he, you know, he mouthed, I, there was a hey F you to the umpire right after the game ended, and there was a right. lot of, there were some growing pains, but he's a young kid. He's still only 28. This year... It just seems like this is like the arrival of the true Bryce Harper that everyone's been sort of waiting for. And we saw flashes of that back in 15. He won the MVP, but he also got choked out by Jonathan Papelbon that year. And then yeah, in 17, that? yeah, 17, he was having now. a really great year. And then he, he hurt his knee. But this year, it feels like it's the, this is just kind of like the, uh, arrival of Bryce Harper, at least as a Philly for sure. And I mean, I just think back to earlier this year when he got hit by a pitch in the face and how he handled that. He just walked off the field, took it. I mean, he took that thing right in the face. Yes, he did. Didn't mope, didn't cry, walked off the field, got the phone number of the guy who hit him, which was Genesis Cabrera of the Cardinals. And he texted him and said, Hey man, I'm all good. Don't feel bad. This stuff happens. Keep pitching keeping as a young guy and he, you know, most guys in that time would want to retaliate and want to right. go after right. that guy and, or say something bad or whatever. But I think he showed a lot of maturity. I think he's shown it this year. And I also think Joe Girardi's done a really good job of connecting oh, with Bryce Harper. You know what? That, wow. Jack, you just, you capped it off with, with, with a great one. Uh, and knowing Joe Girardi pretty darn well, uh, that that probably has made a massive impact on him. Uh, think about it. This is a guy that I compare on the playing field, not personality, on the playing field to Don Mattingly. Okay, and I'm going to go back in time a little bit again. Uh, <laughs> and really, reason why is like he Mattingly was the Yankees there for a good seven, eight years, right? Leading into the early 90s. And his back, an injury, you know, cost him from having to, to go. But he goes the very next year, the Yankees win the World Series in 1996 with a Derek Jeter and Posada and Bernie Williams and all that stuff. And Matting was like outside going like, really? <laughs> um, and and, and, and uh, your boy, Bryce Harper, is the Washington you know, Nationals for Phillies. 
No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Washington yes. Nationals yes. for yeah. several years. Yeah. He goes as a free agent the very next year. They win <laughs> the World Series. And you're going, wait a second. They won the World Series without Bryce Harper? And he's sitting in Philly? Granted, with a 300-something million dollar contract. But... <laughs> But nevertheless, it made it reminded me of like the humbling that baseball can have on you. And I think he has been applauded, lifted up, and he's also been humbled. And he's learned and he's come out, you know, from it kind of like uh, almost like, you know, uh, uh, hopefully a diamond. You know what I mean? Because he was a rough rock coming in and he's been molded and, 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 and prepared. Because remember, this is a kid that out of high school. His dad takes him out of high school, uh, GED him, you know, gets him graduated, puts him in in a ju- in a junior college, knowing very well that he's going to sign like right away. So he doesn't even go to a, you know a major school, doesn't even finish high school. It, it was a it was a calculated scenario, which you know put him in the draft earlier, and there he was, and boom, and you know after that it was all. Price, 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 and I think he was spoiled and a little entitled, and but also still talented. What he was yeah. doing at an early age, and and then he's learned. And you're right. I haven't been on the day to day with with the Phillies, but uh, I did see how he reacted to that 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 beating in your face. And having been there, it's a scary thing. So to have that type of uh, of of uh, wherewithal to to address it that way, that means he's grown up quite a bit. I give him kudos. I can't necessarily say that about Fernando Tatis right now because he, he's, <laughs> he's a young. He's having fun. He's like 21. He's, he's having <laughs> fun. He's 21 and, and, and maybe a little entitled. You know what I mean? But I think the he's, humbling, he, he's carried ahead. himself pretty well for the most part. He's carried part. himself overall pretty well. I think the humbling comes by the team probably not achieving yeah. the success that they were almost – you know, handed, you know, coming into the season and the other extra additions that they made, you know, you're going like, we've got the Dodgers this time. And and it's been a two-team race, not including San Diego Padres. It's been, you know, the surprising Giants and the Dodgers again uh, with, with San Diego trying to pop in at a wild card, you know, so interesting. But uh, you've, you've, you know what, Jack Vita? You've, yes. You've, uh, you have, uh, Throw me a very great Burt Blylevin curveball and <laughs> made me chase after Bryce Harper. And I'm leaning <laughs> towards Bryce Harper as, as the MVP of the National League. How do you like them apples? I love that. I love that. Especially <laughs> if you guys are ever talking NL on the on the Bally show. You gotta you gotta say Jack Vita made me change my Jack mind. Jack Vita made me change my mind. <laughs> and it, I am all in with Bryce Harper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so also on the National League, uh, big story right now. It's St. Louis Cardinals have won five straight. They're now in the second in a wild card spot. Um, right now, Dodgers are just a game behind the San Francisco Giants. Just a, an awesome yeah, it's great It's going to go race. back and forth, yes. Yeah, great race out west. We've got Milwaukee uh, is going to clinch the NL Central. Yeah. yeah, and then Atlanta's still got, let's see, Atlanta <laughs> – has three game you know, lead on the Phillies. Phillies have yeah. won the last couple games. The Phillies schedule is pretty pretty easy down the stretch here. So 
very interesting set of circumstances. You got St. Louis with a half a game lead in the second wild card spot on San Diego. How about St. Louis? They've been uh, John Lester, Jay Happ yeah. come in, yeah. pitching yeah. some big games. Yeah. And then uh, Cincinnati game out, Philadelphia two and a half of that second wild card spot. Is there a team that you favor in the NL to get that second NL wild card spot? Um, I, it's hard not to, to look at St. Louis with, with the leadership that they have. Um, you know, Molina still, you know, being a, a, a an influential factor as far as, uh, you know, uh, what, what he brings to the table. But you're right, Jay Happ and, and these two, you know, aged lefties, if you will, have come in and, and helped them. So, and they just have, a, you know, they have, they have the, the, the pedigree of, of, you know, making the playoffs and going deep in the playoffs. So um, the second one, I, I still feel that it's San Diego, you know, needs to tighten up their ship in the last couple of weeks, you know, show their wares. And, and then they will be a dangerous team in the playoffs. It's just but, ugly with you're throwing out uh, Van, Vince Velasquez, Jake Arrieta, th- th- some guys who are making some spot starts for them. I was watching Arrieta the other night, and it was kind of sad. It's sad not, the way he's throwing. And yeah. then Blake Snell has been, you know, hot and cold, you know, extraordinaire this year. Yeah, I think so he may have which... just gone back on the DL, actually. Did he go back on the DL? But he, threw, he was throwing a nice game just the other day, so – uh, but who, yeah, and he's another one that, that seems to, you know, uh, often have some sort of Nicky injury or something going on with him. So, uh, I'm just, I just like that team offensively because they, oh, again, yeah. they remind me of, of, of Toronto and, and like from one to nine, they, they just scare you, but, uh, they definitely don't have Toronto's pitching right now. So I, I would have to say it's, it's a St. Louis, it's, um, you know, um, I pretty much Philly, you know, because whoever in the obviously in the West is it's whoever wins the second team will be the you know the first wild card, uh, whoever doesn't win, and then uh, I would say Philly, St. Louis is kind of like what it's looking like to me. Philly and St. Louis as I the mean, second as far teams, as one of those two yeah. being the second one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless Philly, uh, you know, Philly could win, you know, what they're three back. Yeah, they're uh, two and a half back of the wild card, Sheesh, three of the division. the division. Yeah, you know? three three in the NL East, two and a half of the wild card. Okay, uh, real quick, which of these AL teams do you favor? We got Toronto and Boston tied up. New York Yankees, who have not played well at all, at no. all, no, over no, the no. last few weeks. Uh, no. They had a big losing stretch. They're a half a game out. Oakland's three games out, and Seattle's four games out. Yeah, no, I, I right now it's Toronto's world. It really is. They, everything is is clicking dramatically well. Uh, so I see them and possibly Boston still sneaking in there, uh, and and there being both the, the the wild cards coming from you know from one one division um, because the you know you, you've got Houston's you know, well taking care of the West. I just, I, I feel that Seattle and, and Oakland are going to play them both themselves out. Yeah. They play each other seven times and they could just kill each other. You know what I mean? Out of, out of the race completely, both of them, not like, you know, one would have to dominate the other in order to salvage one, still being in this race with the AL East teams. 
And I don't think that's going to be the case. They'll probably go four and three, and that'll nullify them because they're two and a half, three, three back, I believe. And uh, so that'll leave it to be that three-team race. And I think it'll, in the end, it'll be Boston and and uh, and Toronto. Yeah, I think I have a tough time picking a second team because I'm not a big believer in. I th- I could see the Red Sox and the Yankees playing themselves out similar to the West teams could. Yeah, couldn't you? They could. Yeah, but I just don't think the Yankees are. I, I think they get beat up. I think there's the yeah. matchup with Seattle and and, uh, and Oakland are are more even right now. Yeah, I think you're right in, in that yeah. sense. You know, yeah. one might just you know just jump on the other, but if you look on on, on paper, you know they they play evened out, so they'll probably play four and three. Yankees are just not playing good baseball right now. After winning 13 or whatever it was in a row, I, I have not gotten them this year. And if they don't make the playoffs, put it this way. It's interesting what 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 they're playing for. And maybe I'll leave you with this. What, <laughs> what they're playing for, the Yankees in Boston and their final games coming up right around the corner, it's not even to be the second wildcard team. It's which manager is going to survive not getting fired. I thought you were going to say to be the third place team in the AL East. I no, thought you were going to talk some smack. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm telling you what. One yeah. of them, if not both, are going to get fired. Because imagine if they both don't make the playoffs. But uh, there's no way, you know, Boone survives this. Yeah, and, I think I think there's a there's a longer leash on Cora than there is Boone. Well, because, they, they did bring him back. They did yeah. bring him back. And I don't know what kind of deal he got. But those these are these are organizations that swallow up deals like nobody's business. Right. So they really (laughs) suck. All right. I still owe you 14 million for three more years of managing. Uh, Listen, uh, go home and we're going to be sending you checks. Well, the expectation for the Yankees to was to win the division collectively across the league. The expectation for Boston was to be a third or fourth place team in the ALE. So I, I think Cora will be okay if they fall out. I think think Cora will be okay. More more than okay. You're absolutely right. They've battled. Boone's Boone, gone. Cashman, man, and then let me I ask don't even you this: Get rid of Cashman. I don't. I don't think people realize the job that Cashman has done collectively overall with the pressures that that are before him. I'm talking about Ka- uh, Boone, like his prowess managerial wise. Yeah, uh, it's been very questionable, and also prowess leadership wise. Because when you get down to the bottom of this, this is about how you lead men. And how you, you know, psychologically keep them engaged at an 80 to 90. You never really get 100%. You say that, but, you know, there's always little problems. If you can get them engaged at an 80 to 90% every freaking day, that's what the LaRussas and the Tories and the Maddens and, the, you know, that's what they're able to do. And the Phil Jacksons in the realm of sports, bro, you know, think about it. It's as a leader, head coach, manager, whatever sport, it's how can I get my guys and either manipulatively with words and things to be with me at a 90% clip every day. Because the difference at that level is only 10 or 10% plus or minus as to what people do and can do. So if you on paper, you know what you got, then it becomes, is Joe Smith with me today? And if Joe Smith's not with you, then you're getting 30% less of Joe Smith. You lose the game. 
it, it, it's an interesting thought that one day we'll talk about that, that yeah. math and how I look at sports. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely be having you back on uh, sometime soon for sure. I'm glad we were able to make it work today. Yeah, uh, buddy. Lightning round question here. Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, best record in the American League. Uh, looks like they're going to, at, at this rate, I mean, they got five games. They're five games up on Houston. Let's assume they get the number one seed. They would will. you Would you rather play one of these wild card teams, Toronto, Boston, New York, no. Oakland, Seattle, no. or the Chicago White Sox? Uh, the Chicago White Sox are weak right now. There's no doubt. I get you. I get what you're saying. So Houston gets the White Sox. But um, I'm okay. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be a little concerned about the Toronto Blue Jays. I think that's going to be the team we're going to end up playing. I think Toronto will make it. And, and like we said, Boston. Beat them you know, last probably, year, by the way. Yeah, we know we 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 spanked them two games straight, so in a two out of three. Yeah. Now it's going to be a three out of five because I think they'll take the one game playoff, and then you'll be looking at you know a three game deal. Um, I think I think in the big picture, we have their mojo. By the way, keep an eye on this three game series that's coming up next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We've got Toronto at home. It'll be very interesting to see how they do. This is a precursor to a potential best of five starting in Tampa Bay as you were just you know alluding to so it'll be interesting I think the Rays will will ease into uh, almost real playoff mode a little bit in those games and kind of you know say hey this is what you really got Toronto um you know go home finish out the rest of the season and remember this so I you know I'm hoping the Rays will take two out of three there uh and kind of just put them back in place you know what I mean because there's a psychological yeah. factor like I was telling you before to the get to, to, to major sports. So that being said, I, I think they they move on to the to the AL to, uh, um, championship series probably against the Houston, which would be pretty dramatic again. All right, he is Arrestus Destrade, the Big O T O official <laughs> uncle of the Jack Vita show. Maybe he'll adopt me as his nephew someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, uh, only if you and Albert do, do the the amazing race. You're you're you're, you're, you're skipping out. You're wanting to be on the sidelines. You're, oh, I'll just uh, podcast it. No, no, no. You're a youngster that I've called you before, and you've been literally at the gym. I'm at the gym. Oh, I can't talk right now. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> get in the game you and albert do amazing race i'm gonna promote the hell out of it i'll take over your podcast <laughs> i think it'd be You're great awesome, no i'm Jack. saying that we that's our shtick on the show as we say that we're the podcasters and then and then they think they can't take us seriously yeah that's awesome man. you're a great buddy and it's a pleasure to be with you and uh always and, a treat and go go uh and god bless everybody out there that, that listens with you and and uh and keep good thoughts and, and, and good prayers man all right thank you brother and uh we will maybe we'll have you back postseason off season yeah, we early do, yeah we, we have, gotta we, do one you me and albert together oh my gosh that would be outstanding he's 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 uh he's got good thoughts especially when it yeah. comes to, to to baseball and uh the national league you you both are, are national leaguers i'm 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 uh I'm an American League guy, so it'll be really, really good if we, we get us both we we'll get us all on. Perfect. I'll send you a text in a couple weeks. You got it, buddy. All right, y'all. That concludes my conversation today with Arrestus 
Destrade of Bally Sports covers the race. He's been doing their pregame and postgame show for 11 years now. Always killing it. Always great to have him back here with us now the second time. And I look forward to chatting with him in the future. You guys might remember he was on Baseball Tonight for five years back in the day and did the Little League World Series and the World Baseball Classic. If you guys want to hear, I did talk with him about all that stuff a couple months back. You guys can listen back, find that episode on my website, jackvita.com, or somewhere else in the podcast feed. And if you guys like today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the Jack Vita Show, wherever it is that you are listening to podcasts. Got a lot of great stuff coming up. As I mentioned, I will be talking football. Uh, I think it'll be on Monday. I actually didn't mention this at the start of the show. Monday, I'll probably be going live with Andrew Stem. We'll be recapping the past weekend of football. We did that earlier in the week with Paul Oren for week two. So if you guys want to hear last this past week, uh, before we get to week two, that was week two of college last week, week one of NFL. So this weekend, it'll be week two of NFL, week three of college. Come on by the show and make sure you guys are subscribed so you don't miss it. And like I said, record a huge, huge, huge podcast episode with an awesome all-time great guest, Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick. She's the woman that survived and outlasted her entire tribe on Survivor Palau. She came back on Survivor Guatemala, did very well on there. And she came back a third time on Survivor Heroes versus Villains. We chatted about her time on Survivor. We talked plenty of sports, particularly Philly sports. And we talked about what it's like being a baseball wife. So a great episode with her. That'll be out sometime later on next week i cannot wait for you guys to listen to it until then i'm jack vita bring in the dancing lobsters <laughs> <laughs>